This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. You're listening to Pressing Matters, the show where we go beyond the headlines and explore issues driving the press. I'm Philip C. Now, today our guests are no strangers in Malaysia's media industry, as I'm in conversation with Dato Ahiruddin bin Atan, also known as Rocky Brew and Terence Fernandez about their latest news portal, The Scoop, as we have a wide-ranging conversation and understand the motivations behind the birth of this portal. So welcome, Rocky and Terence, and congratulations for setting up The Scoop. So the question is why? Why set up The Scoop when Malaysia is inundated with a plethora of news portals? Good question, Philip. Good morning and thank you for having us. We believe there's always space for new products, new portals. Uh, people, you know, uh, consumption of uh, news and information is very, very widespread, uh, very fickle at the same time. Mm. You know, So we always believe that there's, there's always room for an, another, another news uh, portal. I think what sets us apart from everybody else at this point in time is that this is a news portal that's actually uh, completely 100% owned and uh, run by newsmen. Mm. So that's uh, Rocky here, who's our executive director. Uh, that's me, uh, who run the content, uh, editor-in-chief. And uh, that's uh, Datuk Zainal Arifin, our CEO, also newsman. From uh, you know, Both he and Rocky were in Business Times, and uh, he was the CEO of Media Prima that led the digital transformation. So, so the three of us together decided that you know maybe we, if we can just uh, start something new where we have full control over the content and independence of the portal you know without any political masters or tycoons maybe you know let, let's see where it, where it takes us and whether it's something feasible yeah I think it's so interesting right you yeah. you talk about the differentiator being about your ownership structure yeah. where it's media men that really own the platform per se and and I think you cannot help but contrast what you see over around the world right with Rupert Murdoch with your news Corp and you with mm. with Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post, right? Help me contrast, and because many of you were the ex ex vibes, right? Which also was owned by a businessman per se. How different is the thought process between someone that is a business owner delivering a news portal versus media men who own it delivering the news? Philip, uh, thank you for having me here. Actually, I'd like to answer the first question too. Yes, there's there is a, there is. A, there are just so many portals today. Yeah. News portals, not just newspapers, news portals, uh, even you have uh, blogs still, micro blogs, Facebooks, you've got millions of them. But I think uh, we believe, the three of us believe that we can uh, quite easily rise above the clutter. You know, we've got the experience. We didn't actually think that we would, at this age, um, create another portal. I'm a lot younger. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's 10 years, exactly 10 years younger than I am. Two the day, the day you, know? yeah. uh, you mentioned the vibes you know we we created the vibes or we founded the vibes uh, uh, three years ago uh, we knew that we would get the vibes up there uh, in the shortest of time uh, especially because it was the pandemic then mm. everybody was half asleep or half dead you know starving for information yes. so they were looking yeah, for then, anything possible correct also we created the vibe we started the vibes on the right conscience we wanted to help journalists who were losing jobs then and we had a corporate person who wanted to do the same. But we had human resource issues, HR issues, if I may use the term, uh, back at the vibes. And so we were actually, circumstances push us to look at another option. Mm. Can we unpack this human resource issue? Because I wonder whether, you know, you have a like-minded uh, owner that mm. was 
passionate about the cause. They wanted to deliver it. Clearly, there was some deviation in the process in Vibes. Maybe one can argue that Vibes perhaps has lost its mojo. When you say human resource issues that came about, right, is this a function about people just saying, look, it's all about cost cutting. It's all about putting wrong people into the wrong place, which then basically just ruin the dynamics of what it takes to make a great media organization then. Yeah, I think I'm more referring to uh, HR issues that affect cost rather than commitment. You know, mm-hmm. I think all all of us who uh, set up the vibes, including the funder, uh, remain committed, but it was a pandemic. So money was hard, was hard to come by. We mm-hmm. spent a lot of money uh, just trying to get the stuff going. We had a good run, yeah. though, but uh, but I think uh, with the lessons learned and uh, we could uh, we could easily rise above uh, the noise yeah. after this. But that's an interesting point where if the concern really is the cost side, if it is about really being able to retain quality journalism, it mm. is about being able to attract the right talents, right? That is necessary to rise above the fray, isn't it? It is fundamentally important that when you launch something like The Scoop, that it also must be underpinned by a sound yes, it, it has to be sustainable. It is about this. This is our passion. I right. wish uh, Terence and I could just walk into um, some ministry's door and say, we want to build a project uh, highway, you know? Yeah. But we can't. We don't know how to. What yeah. we know how to, what to do is to create this another yeah, create year, another you. portal. So how do you think about the business model then? How do you think this is going to be different versus the vibes? One would have expected that, especially if you are supported by a businessman, a corporate, right? You would have the funding to last, last you the way. That clearly didn't happen here or there was some limited runway. So how will, will Scoop then differentiate itself in terms of being able to build the right revenue model so that you can retain the right quality journalism? I think because we are calling the shots now and uh, and as Rocky said this is something that we know what we know what to do we had a learning curve with, mm. with, with vibes and which for of which I'm very grateful for to our previous uh, supporters our previous funder and we decided that maybe we want to do something different something that is t- totally owned by by us basically you know the three of us have about a hundred years of experience in, <laughs> in this business and please don't betray your age not hundred million <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course along those uh, Along the way, we, those uh, combined hundred years, we've made a lot of uh, friends and, and mm. a lot of supporters, a lot of uh, people who believe in the cause, including you know the, you know the people behind behind the vibes as well. And we're getting that support moving forward with the commitment that uh, they will help us uh, see this through because uh, they too believe. This is all I'm talking about goodwill because they are they're not involved in any way. They are, you know they don't call the shots. It's, it's just about people, friends, business associates who say you know guys, I think this is something that you can you can do why don't you just uh, do it on your own you know and uh, here's some seed money and we help to so there are philanthropists who want to make this work because they believe in you individuals in driving this force the biggest the the biggest problem I think is that we learned that we should not rely on a single funder anymore Mm. Mm. we have gone out to meet as many potential funders uh, as we can small amount big amount but what we need is with a lot of funders none of them calls the shot yeah, you know, yeah. I think for journalism to work the journalists have to call the shots themselves so it's a very interesting point you say that you want to have dispersed ownership so yeah. that there's no one dominant owner no which dominant. was the case mm. in Vibe so really 
think the question here is, is Scoop is not Vibes 2.0, but with a different ownership structure. How different is the, the nature and structure of your stories, the way you investigate your, your, your stories? Our value proposition would be news you can use. Of course, just like what we did at the Vibes, we introduced ourselves then during the Sabah state elections mm. that we launched in, in Kota Kinabalu. And similarly, we rolled out two weeks ago in time for the six uh, state elections to capitalise on the traffic and the news consumption and the demand for on, uh, on on the state elections. But of course, you know, there will be a pivot after the, the state elections to a more uh, uh, people-centric bread and butter issues, which also is essentially what this PRN is about and should be about. Should be about, yes. And, you see, and, and if you look at the at, at the content that we have been put, putting out now, it, it is going into that that, dire- that direction mm-hmm. because that is where the demand is. You know, yes, so you've got, it's all about, it's not just about politics, politicians you know, screaming into a microphone. It's also about the people sitting there in the padang there and listening to what's you know what's going on on, on the on the stage. That's right. Yeah. It's in, I was very tickled by the name the scoop mm-hmm. because when you when you say the name right, it conjures okay. I need to get the scoop right, the latest scoop, the latest <laughs> deeds right. I want the quality investigative journalism that unearths the groundbreaking news, and that requires a lot of effort and resources to deliver that, isn't it? So you are setting yourself up for a very high bar when you name yourself the scoop because the expectation is we want a lot of scoops from yeah. you. Is that fair? Thank you for saying that because this ex- what you just mentioned, Philip, is basically what was echoing in the you know in the boardroom in you know at the bar at the, at the, at the cafes when we were discussing the name mm. of uh, the new not ice cream. This new entity. It's already inside scoop. <laughs> yes. I think yeah. So so yes, because our concern you know is that if you, a name like that comes to expectations, you know heavy expectations. So can we deliver on the, uh, on that value proposition? On that, we had a chat with the people that we were bringing on board the the, the journalists, the editors, and said, you know, if you call ourselves cool, can we live up to the name? They say, can boss, we can do it. You know, and I think in the last two weeks, I think we, we you know we, we we have seen quite a few exclusives that we have uh, that we have produced. You know, you will see a lot a lot yes. more stories we copy. We already have a few in the back burner. It it will build up. You know, I think it's very interesting, right? We see when you go to your web and you see your stories, right? Mm. I have to say, it, it does resonate to a certain audience it has a bit of a liberal slant it has mm-hmm. a bit of a progressive approach to yeah. how you tell the stories and perhaps you are unabashedly pushing for that right or that's how you, you guys as, as mm-hmm. a formation think do you think it makes sense to cast your net wide to target a broad audience or to really just go deeper on a segment that resonates with your stories and just go down that pathway right well the last time we um, conducted a market uh, research for our former portal uh, we discovered that our audience was primarily this Zainal's favorite word, la. middle age, disgruntled <laughs> Chinese Chinese men, men, disgruntled middle age. So that was, and they sent across their, through WhatsApp and that's yeah. all your stories. That right? was after all the effort, after all the effort, but that was the the single sentence that described our audience. So we know what not to do this time round, yeah, you yeah. know. But we also want that fifty uh, the disgruntled men. We want disgruntled men. <laughs> we also want this about this um, the young the young persons out there who are hungry for news. The value proposition that, uh, that uh, Terence was talking about it's not just a name; it's the tagline to me. The news news you can use, you know, news like Surat Kabalama lah. You, know, you discard Surat Kabalama as you discard news. We want to create a portal where you can go to, you can keep going back to find out. Okay, are there any new scholarships for me? Mm. Uh, is there a new place where I can get my what kind sour, of resource center? Yep, uh, information. 
Malaysian. Basically, mm-hmm. basically, if you remember uh, the Malay male old of day old of old, for example, the classifieds where people go not ten uh, percent for the news, the classifieds, but for the information they get on uh, where do I go, about is there a cheap room to uh, rent? But these days, the concerns are bigger. You know, the, the, the use of today, we're talking about uh, where do I get the right jobs for mm. for me? We want to marry corporations, agencies with audience, with our readers. You know, we want to be useful in that way, mm. not just getting scoops and uh, yeah. uh, whooping people's ass. You know, but we want to be really useful with the scoop. We're heading into some messages and when we come back, we continue our discussion with Rocky Brew and Terence Fernandez about their latest news portal, The Scoop. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thanks for staying tuned to Pressing Matters on the Morning Run. Today on the show, we speak to Rocky Brew and Terence Fernandez about their latest news portal, The Scoop. You know, we just had an earlier conversation about the nature of the reader. When you engage, you know, the readers, right? I think for me, what struck struck me is, and also I think a reflection of Malaysia, which is very beautiful, which is the seamlessness and transition between BM and English, okay, right? Yes. Where how you you kind of intersperse it. It doesn't yeah. become a BM section or English no section. Sections, no. They're all mm, interspersed together. Mm. I mean, how do you think about designing this, right? And engaging the reader because they are so diverse, right? Uh, in terms of who the reader is. And as we talked about, there's a certain core segment but you also want to reach out to the broader audience as a whole you see uh, this goes back to who probably one of your subsequent questions I, I assume you're going to ask about our audience so just before coming here I made a quick call to Zainul our CEO is the, basically the money man who's in New York and he says so Zainul who's our audience he say, so he says everybody we want everybody we don't discriminate mm. <laughs> you know and uh, and, and look in, initially maybe we were thinking just go undi, undi 18 mm. you know they're, mm. they're about 7 million new new voters under the age of 50 while th- while that may, may be a very important segment we, we do not want to exclude anybody else every market segment out there has has value to us and also to potential potential advertisers of course, because you know we are a young country, we are moving forward. Uh, the landscape of the country is changed. Is, is change. Of course, we do believe that we need youth youth leadership, and which is why we may want to pay more attention on on this uh, segment. Even if you look at our newsroom, you know mo- most most of the guys who who work at Scoop, you know, are all below the age of thirty five. Really, the country has changed so much in the past four years. I mean, let's just not right. kid about that, right? The mm. political changes taking place. In a sense, it shows some maturity. It shows mm. that. We've progressed forward. You know, when you look at the way the country has shaped, do you think our readers are interested or getting less interested in politics? Do they want to see more political coverage of the news, or are they? Do they want to see other things? Right. Um, my short answer is: I think yes, Malaysians are sick of politics, but the old politics. There is, like you pointed out, there is a rise of new politics today. The young ones coming out to campaign against. They're talking about climate change and uh, issues that the old ones, the older politicians probably don't care about, you know. So the interesting thing is the young politicians is taking on to politics and getting the young voters to listen to them, you know. Yeah. I think that's uh, there's something very new and refreshing. And then, then the next question then is for the scoop, right? How is your engagement model going to evolve with your demographic being much younger? If you think that, that really is you see more younger people getting more aware of the situation and they want mm. to have a resource centre to get all these insights and information right what is the evolution of the engagement model for the scoop because currently now it's just a web page where you have news coming yeah. through but how will it evolve to video TikTok what is going to be the engagement model then 
So we basically have two entities. One is Scoop, which is the news portal, and the other one that we will be announcing later on be uh, is uh, Big Boom Media. So Big Boom, uh, Big, Big Boom Media. A Big Boom is just purely uh, social media platforms, mm-hmm. bilingual social media platforms, targeting uh, this segment. One of the challenges, I guess, that we that that many uh, people in the in 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 news and media have is that you know to to capture the the short attention span of uh, you today. So anything more than sixty seconds is already too long. You know, even when you write when when we write our stories, you know, we we always have to be reminded that don't do it too, don't write too long. Mm. You know, because after the mm. after the fifth or sixth paragraph, they're going to they're going to click and move move on to something else. So. Uh, capturing that audience, catch, capturing that at their attention is, I guess, is going to be one of one of the one of the challenges. But just to, um, uh, to not 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 to downplay or throw shade on the importance of uh, of, of of you and to to say that they are very to you know to say that they are very uh, very surface based. Then they are not. It's just that there's so many things going on in their lives today yeah. as, as mm-hmm. compared to when we were when we, we were at that at that age. And it's an exciting and it's an exciting time for them. Exciting time. Exciting time for the for the country. I mean, we are moving towards mature politics. Who mm. never thought that you know BN and uh, PH will be forming a unity government and running and administering the, the the country today? You know, you would never have imagined it. On one side, you have your core base, your right. disgruntled middle-aged men. Yeah. On the other side, you want to really nurture mm. and develop this next generation mm. of youth who are very interested in a whole myriad of issues. They're not interested, they maybe are not as interested in the conspiracies or the controversies mm. happening there. Right. They are polar opposites, right, when it comes to news development and stories that you tell mm. on the platforms. Mm. And how do you find the right balance there? It's really core. I guess that's where, like, what we, we, we you you need to offer them everything, mm. you know, to to write. Like we said, we don't discriminate on who the audience is. Mm. You know, what may not be interesting interesting to the fifty percent of the you know of the of the youth audience, uh, you know, may be interesting to you know the, the disgruntled middle aged guys who we who we still we still we still want to keep. Mm. I mean, if you're talking about nation building, I mean, moving forward, you got to involve everybody. Uh, and basically, that's where we feel that we can play we can play a role. Yeah, so I get I get the role being a very important role. I guess the resources needed to deliver this and to be that all-in encyclopedia effectively, right, for being mm. that resource is going to be challenging. Help me understand the setup of the scoop. Like, how big is the team? How many journalists do you have on the ground? What is the setup and structure like? There's uh, no... I mean, it's not rocket science. It's, it's, uh, basically, it's, uh, it's a structure you will see in most, new, in most newsrooms. We have about 50 now, 50 reporters, photographers, mm-hmm. video, videographers, um, you know, and we, we are building uh, a vibrant uh, social media team. We believe uh, we are investing a lot in video, a lot in, in social mm-hmm. media. At the, our AV and social media alone, I think, at the moment is about twelve people. And of course, the uh, fifty, I think, we're going to hire maybe another another twenty. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to actually we there's the debate for it because we I want I want this to be uh, the low cost, you know, like low cost headline. We want we want instead of buying a thirty thousand. Ringgit camera. Uh, I think we should make do with a one thousand ringgit Samsung, or mm. you know, which can do a lot of things. So we want to go that way because mm. uh, we don't have bottomless pockets. Our sponsors would 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 need to show some returns uh, mm. for sure. You know, so we are. That's one thing that we are uh, looking at. We have, we have to be cautious about. Mm. Uh, the second thing is investing in the right resources. For example, like Terry said, we had uh, reporters. 
and we are we are separating them from the social media. So that's the, the two entities that we have. Big Boom is all social media, and then we have the longer re, uh, reporters and traditional reporters. They're all under the scoop. So mm-hmm. audience can easily go. Okay, I'm a Big Boom guy. I'm p- p- a person, or I want to I, I want to read longer reads. I want longer reads, so I go to scoop. You know, but we are one. So that's how I think uh, if we if we can answer your question. How do we strike a balance? We try to give everything, but there are certain things that um, uh, I'm not the editorial boss. Terence is, but I don't want, for example, uh, if if we have this um, actress has a domestic problem with that um, <laughs> actor, and I don't want that to be. Yes, uh, yes, I don't yes. want to read that in uh, the scoop. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. though certain segment of the audience love that, they can go elsewhere to read those stuff. You know. Yes. Yes. I, I get the point, right? Mm. You, you just really don't want to see the social life of celebrities splattered all over your newspapers no. because it's not really helpful in, in, in bettering your life. Or some will argue yes, some yes. will argue mm. that it will be <laughs> to a certain extent but from a more <laughs> altruistic it's all over, standpoint. It's all over social media so you're not going to compete. You can uh, segmentize it also because uh, if, if you if you look at Scoop you know not all the Barcelona articles are translated in English and yeah. vice and, and, and vice versa. If we, we believe that certain stories fit a certain demographic and will not be of interest to another demographic, another audience, then we just we, we won't translate the stories. Now I just want to conclude because I, you know, just reading about the the tagline of Scoop, right? And you say right, really promoting moderation, integrity, good governance, and then you know through people centric reporting and bringing to the fore the good, the bad, and the ugly which makes up our nation. Mm-hmm. And really, the question I like to both pose to both of you is: What is the good, the bad, and ugly of this nation? <laughs> that good, bad, and ugly. I'll, I'll answer the you good. Answer good. Uh, the good thing about this nation, I think, is we are finally moving away from tidak apa attitude towards corruption, towards climate change. You know, issues that are that are that are that menjadi biasa for us are now being revisited by a, a different crop of leaders. The ugly. I guess uh, it takes all sorts to make a nation, right? So you know, if if you if you look at at, at the playing up of racial issues and religious issues, which is unprecedented in you know in in terms of the temperature these these days, you know, it, it is it is kind of worrying, and it's uh, very sad that we do not have statesmanship today. You know, you would expect you know previous prime you know past leaders to past leaders, not past leaders, but past leaders, <laughs> to you know to 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 to, to play a unif- uh, the role of a unifier but they have been they have disappointed us but but it's a good thing that we have the royal institutions to you know to, to come in and, and be that be that, mod- that mod- moderator so I I, I I would say that there's a you know we're a young nation there's a you know there's, there's a, a, a lot more work to do mm. but but I'm very optimistic that was Rocky Brew and Terence Fernandez about their latest news portal this, this has been pressing matters on the morning run coming up next is the 10 a.m. news bulletin followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.